you people. On dope, it's perfect. Do you hear that? It's the winds of change. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby. Uh, connecting the dots here right on Renegade Talk Radio. And this is Wednesday, June 14th, 2017. And I'm starting off with a show talking not just about the Seth Ritt murder, which I covered in a previous show, I hope you got it, uh, and as tragic as his death was at such a young age, in reality, he's just one of the many bodies involved. It's quite a list. But if you're not familiar with Seth Rich, uh, in short, Seth worked for the Democratic National Committee, and it has been conveyed that he was, with without too much uncertainty, the DNC insider who leaked the Podesta, Hillary, Huma, Abedin, and DNC email tranches to WikiLeaks. Not the Russians, as has been constantly parroted over mainstream media and political uh, certain peoples to point the finger in directions away from their involvement on a variety of levels in a corruption ring of major proportions. Just typical criminal sleight of hand. But Seth Rich was shot multiple times in the back on a very early morning walk to his D.C. home after having after-hours drinks at a neighborhood bar he frequented. He was found alive by first responders and taken to hospital. According to an anonymous statement made by an attending resident surgeon at the hospital where Rich was taken that night, or early morning I should say, his wounds were not fatal and he was stable and alive after surgery and in the hospital for somewhere in the near, anywhere from five to eight hours. You know, it varies as to how, how many hours he was alive and stable uh, before he mysteriously died. His death occurred shortly after law enforcement officers took over the intensive care unit blocking actual caregivers from seeing him bedside in his post-surgery room. As a matter of fact, a tape has emerged, um, coincidentally, of a neighborhood vigil that was held for Seth Rich, where Debbie Wasserman Schultz was present, in which a man claiming to be Seth Rich's neighbor, Mark Mueller, said that he was at the scene when Rich was shot on July 10th, 2016, and that he was uh, listed in the police report. He made the following statement, and I'm quoting from Mark Mueller now. I was there when he got shot, and uh, they walked him past me so that I could see him. Walked him past him, okay? So that I could see him and identify him because I knew him in the neighborhood. And the police officer said he didn't even know he was shot. So if it gives anyone any comfort, I don't think he had any pain physically, so if that helps." The murder of Seth Rich is very much a part of this independent investigation I'm going to go into here. Perhaps Rich's murder was the motivating factor that was the springboard for this investigation, but as I said, Seth Rich's murder was just one of many within this far-reaching scandal that involves endemic corruption on a vast criminal scale. I've posted links to a few video interviews of George Webb, who has been doing this independent, intensive, open-source investigation into the entire picture of the murderous corruption surrounding John Podesta, the Clintons, Huma Abedin, and her husband, Wiener, (laughs) the DNC, and the many, many other players involved. 
The tentacles of this reach both Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate and connecting out to the highest levels within the military-industrial complex in a pay-to-play rat lines involving many countries in their drug-running, war games, organ harvesting, and sex trafficking operations. George Webb's extensive investigations includes many participants in this open source investigation who have assisted in the research and collection of evidence and information from a wide variety of sources, which include contacts within the NYPD, the FBI, and various intelligence agencies, not only here in the United States, but internationally. So it is groundbreaking and dedicated work. An effort that has been that has produced major smoking guns uh, of worthy note, which has produced ample evidence that cannot be suppressed any longer. I'll paraphrase some of this interview to give you a taste. You can hear the hour and a half interview yourself, along with a couple of more links if you're interested in more of the bottom line. If you're not, don't have the time, I'll just say that if the lid isn't blown off by George Webb's open source investigation, if it doesn't put a halt to the suppression of the criminal operations from view that have been at play over decades, then we are in trouble because that will mean that the sitting administration will continue to be thwarted from all quarters from fulfilling the promises that Trump made on the campaign trail, mainly to drain the swamp. The interview with George of George Webb, I should say, was conducted by John B. Wells, and Webb starts off disclosing findings on what was behind the murder of Seth Rich and others. And I'm paraphrasing from my notes that I took. Uh, it's just the first 10 minutes or more of the interview. And here I'm quoting from George Webb, paraphrasing actually. Um, and he said, it's coming to an end, the whole network. There's two ways to crack the whole corruption thing. The Senate Armed Robbery Committee, and by that he meant the Senate Armed Services Committee. The whole cabal, Hillary, McCain, Lindsey Graham, Biden, all the people going back to Luger, Democrats and Republicans all connected by a secure BlackBerry network. Cracking that network was the critical part, and the whole reason for it was pay to play. The guy on the uh, military side was Petraeus. It all has footprints. There's metadata so to support what I'm saying. And if uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz keeps having hearings, I may not have a story left. But uh, the intelligence agencies have supplied me with breadcrumbs. The French, the Dutch, the Germans. I've got emails to prove it, as well as the Russians and the Serbians. It was the people such as yourself, and here he's referring to his interviewer, John B. Wells, the H.A. Goodmans, the Jeff Runces, it was crowdsourcethetruth.org. There were two ways that the network was cracked. One was Huma Abedin's 650,000 plus emails. And now there's two things. One is the rat lines. The other was the pay to play for the different defense contracts. I had to work on the Blackberries with the Ewan brothers, the same Blackberries that are doing pay to play. And there are big weapons programs and all of the subcontractors. They were all forced to use these secured blackberries. You crack the blackberries, you get the whole thing. Along with whom emails, all that together, and the whole thing just falls apart. And I mean falls apart. It all started when Hillary took the Senate. A little before that, when she was put together, when she put together the spy network in 1999. That's when the whole thing got put in as far as the 
pay to play, but she had nothing to negotiate with until she got on the Senate Armed Services Committee, and that's when this whole thing unfolded. Seth Rich is just one victim. It's files and all the bodies. And each one gives you a different piece. This open source investigation has been like a family puzzle. In all of these murders, there are like three or four pieces that don't make sense, which can be frustrating. But if you're collecting and you know the modus operandi over a long period of time, that's how you fill in the blanks on a lot of these things, unquote. So, Renegade Nation, that's the beginning of that interview. If you're unfamiliar with rat lines, George went on to describe how the whole thing works, where George Webb says, say General Petraeus goes into the Senate Arms Committee and meets Senator Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden coming over, they all shans, then overcomes McCain and Graham. George W. is president. The conversation would go something like, now wouldn't it be great if we had a weapons program? Now, the F-35 was already underway. It was a joint strike fighter jet. This was on the books since 1995. This was Hillary's pay-to-play, the F-35. They were going to go through NATO. They were Actually, they were going to go through the White House. And here, uh, Renegade Nation, I'm assuming Webb is referring to Bill Clinton, his term in office. He was leaving at the end of the 1990s. So there was no influence there from the White House. That's why they had to go through NATO. Webb goes on to say, you can see all this in the Clinton email documents. Bill Clinton's on one side and Hillary's on the other. For Bill and his people, well, they just wanted to have a good time, but Hillary's side and her Ivy Leaguers, they'd set up all these pay-to-play schemes, these uh, Bridgewater investment hedge funds, these Lockheed and Raytheon lobbyists. This was more like a cabal, a conspiracy. They'd all sit down and try to figure out Okay, how do we milk this for contributions for the rest of our careers? <laughs> that was the Hillary side of it all. It wasn't the, hey, let's all go down to Davos and have a good time. Check out that chicks. No, the Hillary side and her group were, let's milk this thing for 20 years. We'll get campaign contributions. McCain will get contributions from Raytheon. Lindsey Graham will get his from the Navy. Biden will use the Naval, Naval Observatory as a spy network. He'll do pay-to-play schemes in the Ukraine and Kosovo through his sons. And it'll be very controllable network because you can stay in the Senate for 20 to 25 years. And, Renegade Nation, you have to say, hey, Trump has been pushing for term limits for politicians in Congress, and I agree wholeheartedly we need to get rid of career politicians so this shit doesn't go on. But anyway, after hearing about this, you can see why Trump has, is trying to make a very wise move. They're blocking him, of course, but he's trying. George talked a bit about Biden as well, saying that as vice president during the Obama administration, that made him the most powerful senator. But as vice president, he also had dominion over the Naval Observatory, which was the key to the surveillance part of the whole network for these rat lines. So you have two rat lines. One is the rat line of war, which is the rat line for organ harvesting, your drug trafficking, your child trafficking, all that. The spoils of war. And then there's the police contracts through DynCorp. That's your DynCorp rat lines through Steve Weinberg. And then you have your pay-to-play rat line, and that's different. That's all going to be run through the Congress. So different senators are going to control that pay-to-play. 
So you have your spy network on the one side to control the pay-to-play network on the Congress side. Then you have the secure Blackberries to connect all of this. That's the communications network. With the Blackberries, you're sending the emails. So the emails opens up the whole thing. The 650,000 emails opens it all up. So, my friends, that's about the first 15 minutes of the almost hour and a half interview with George Webb. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, although I will, but uh, I wanted to turn you on to it. It's in my links. So, in conclusion, Renegade Nation, Seth Rich was murdered, along with quite a list of others over the years, because it's now clear that he was the insider at the Democratic National Committee who had the integrity to see not only what was going on in this pay-to-play network of war and human misery for self-interested profits by individuals colluding together to subvert how our government runs, but he also was witness to the stealing of the primaries by Hillary and her gang against Bernie Sanders. It was something he could not be a party to, obviously, because he must have had a very strong moral streak. Something obviously desperately missing in the halls of power in D.C. But it does help us understand why there is so much ranting, foaming at the mouth, and the finger-pointing, the lies. And that's what you're seeing, the insanity and the chaos inside the Beltway these days. There are so many compromised people involved on both sides of the political spectrum. It goes all the way to the top, from the uh, Obama administration on back. Then there's the Clinton Foundation in its money laundering and pocket lining of the pay-to-play funds. They're pointing their accusing fingers at Trump, at Trump's administration, at mm, and Russia, China even. Anything they can conjure up because they are desperately utilizing any distraction to prolong the inevitable. They're panicking because the ramifications of this becoming common knowledge, it will ruin their comfy careers, and their slick racketeering con games. These are crimes that will not just involve a slap on the hand. This involves serious prison time. If treason comes into play as well, that's punishable by death. It also involves the disintegration of the whole political machine, the Democrats and Republicans both, that two-party tyranny that is politics as usual. What everyone is really sick and tired of, except they get confused because of the distractions going on and everybody is polarized. <laughs> That's what's really going on. These people are participa- participating in a long list of criminal activity all the way up to espionage and treason in these United States. Yay is all I can say. It's about time. In fact, renegation, wake up and smell the burning toast. The coffee's long since done. Okay, I'm going to take a break here. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hi again, this is Everly Isby, and I just want to speak just a bit more into the Hillary email leak situation, (laughs) a little bit more detail to paint a bigger picture of how the huge, how huge the swamp is in D.C. Um, And as I said, all of these distractions invading 
The mainstream media is just that. It's a mad distraction campaign to keep the corruption going that is lining all of these politicos, bureaucrats, and corporate controllers rolling in their pay-to-play con game that is anything but in the interests of the people of this planet. So stop getting caught up in the insane soap opera going on. It has nothing to do with what is real. This is coming from a posting, by the way, uh, what I'm going to read in here now. This comes from Victorus Libertas, a website, um, who are also working with inside sources on this as well. And they say, basically, I'm just going to paraphrase part of it. All of the following information was given to us by our insiders who have specific first-hand knowledge of the Hillary email scandal. It seems that things are about to heat up. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. Anyway, uh, we are told that the 662,871 emails lifted from Wiener's computer, 11,112 emails, are Huma. In other words, Huma Abedin, her, his uh, former wife, whether they're still together or not is hard to say, but, you know, anyway. But the, and the pay-to-play, which includes Saudis and Israelis, meaning Huma was the one Hillary used to communicate with foreign leaders via email for inside information and deals via Huma's computer. It has been established through many avenues, but mainly through WikiLeaks, that the Clinton Foundation was just a farce set up in order to to perform pay-to-play games with multiple entities, including foreign nations. Pay-to-play nations include Israel, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Qatar, Kazakhstan, and the Ukraine. Furthermore, are you connecting dots here? Furthermore, we are told by one of our insiders that one email unequivocally confirms ISIS was created by CIA and the Israeli secret intelligence service, in other words, Mossad, with help from Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman, let me say that again. I have to get my consonants and vowels going here. Wake up, mouth. (laughs) Uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham. An NYPD insider said the content they viewed did include State Department top secret emails. One file was called Life Insurance. The second email was titled DNC Nuclear Arsenal. A third file I'm sure Hillary definitely does not want released was a file labeled Intimate. According to this NYPD insider, this file contained X-rated photos of Huma and Hillary with a teenager. NYPD detectives were sickened by what they saw, according to our and they have threatened the FBI field agents that they would leak this information if the FBI did not step up and take off the kid gloves. At that point, 13 of the FBI agents in New York City are also threatening to leak the information. You know, and that's really interesting uh, when you think about director of the FBI, Comey, you know, how he was fired. Uh, because I think the Clinton, not the Clinton, but the uh, Trump administration is definitely trying to move forward with all of these email leaks and the investigation, and they had to get Comey out of the way because I think he was too compromised. So I think what Trump did was very wise on his part. But anyway, to go on with more from Victorus Libertas, the Pentagon has internal players and outside players they call creatives. 
Creatives are civilians who tend to be geniuses, malcontents, extreme hackers, or otherwise demonstrate brilliance in other useful areas. A Pentagon program called Chicada 3301, which we have reported on previously, was created by several of these talented civilians. The program is now used to allow thousands of honest government people to report on their corrupt superiors, used uh, what is called a dead box whistleblower encryption method so that the non-corrupted government officials can report corruption and still remain safe. Unfortunately, Seth Rich didn't have access to that. I've heard it said, quote, a vagina almost took down Bill. Now, will a wiener take down Hillary? <laughs> Again, thank you to all the insiders, the whistleblowers, the good FBI agents, the good CIA agents, the good NYPD officers, and the non-government officials who want to see the truth exposed. Without these brave, wonderful, and morally erect individuals, our country would still be in the corrupted darkness. Renegade Nation, I have to say, you know, just as we're looking at all of this insanity going on, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it makes you just kind of go, what the, oh, Jesus. The official narrative is falling apart. It doesn't make sense because the system itself is falling apart. You know, our financial system in the Western world, you know, Europe, United States, Canada, Australia, you know, all of that is constantly pumping up a speculative through fraudulent operations. The Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, they're constantly propping up this speculative bubble. It's all fraud. And whether you know the particulars of how the financial and economic system is set up, you know absolutely that what I'm saying is true. These institutions have one purpose, which is to continue a bubble economy. The people who run these institutions, the largest institutions in the world that run everything, they're bankrupt. After the Soviet Union failed, the uh, post-Cold War thinking that came out of the project for a new American century, it was a neocon think tank, uh, of a one-world hegemony by the West was assured in their minds anyway. <laughs> and any attempt to challenge that is considered an act of war. That's their only solution, war. That's their profit maker, which keeps them in charge. It's just that this whole system is disintegrating right now, such as the pay-to-play fraud and racketeering game inside DC, and they're colluding international players in the Western world. These elites are anything but elite. They're bankrupt idiots. Everything they try puts us closer and closer to extinction of humanity through nuclear war. But there's a backlash against them, which they are trying to suppress, but there is a shift in the world that they can't stop. So these world elites, <coughs> you know, the Wall Street crowd, the inner city of London crowd, the Bilderberger crowd, the Rothschild crowd, and so on down the line, all they can do to try to suppress the changes happening is to push for war and then all of this chaos being unleashed and they're trying to blame it on Trump their endless finger pointing at Russia and Putin and China no their world is falling apart 
Now, if people can get above the fear that they have instilled in us that they are so powerful that they could never lose control, well, Renegade Nation, they've already lost control. And we're witnessing the domino effect in front of us right now. On the streets, across, you know, the, the protests and the riots in the streets occurring all across the Western world. I mean, even today, you know, the uh, shooting of the Republican, you know, baseball practice, uh, you know, and then the UPS guy. There's just, there's so many things happening every single day. It's a reactionary domino effect because people are either being, I don't know, mind controlled to do some of these things or they are literally flipping out. They can't handle it. And, and it's a rhetoric of extreme polarization. It's so over the top, it's at the very least unsettling and downright hysterical. I just had a great conversation uh, with a very close relative of mine who lives in the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest. A very interesting conversation which speaks into everything I'm talking about. And I'll tell you about it when I come back. Just a short break. This is Everly Isby and I'll be right back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hi. Hello again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly. Uh, Welcome back. And this is Connecting the Dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. And as I said, I had a very interesting conversation with my nephew the other day. I've had a few interesting conversations with him over these, uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, perhaps the trends that he's seeing on an ever-growing, consistent basis. And uh, he, while he, you know, he's very intelligent, very well-educated, very well-read, young man in his early 30s, uh, and he's very aware of what's happening, and he's watched things progress down this road in sanity for some time now. You know, he thought he was prepared for what he knew was coming, uh, but uh, as he expressed to me, he found himself dumbed over what he experienced the other day and found himself horrified at what he was seeing going on. And just the other day, it was within this last week, I think, um, he caught a local news station which was covering a protest at City Hall in downtown Seattle. Uh, And the protest was about an effort to codify Sharia law into, you know, and I'm not sure whether it was city, county, uh, state law, I don't know. But anyway, when he heard this, he thought, I just got to get down there. So he jumped in his car and drove downtown, parked his car quite a ways away, and uh, made his way towards where the protest was. And um, he said as he got near it, you know, the police cordons, the, you know, everything was blocking stuff off, and he had to kind of go through a myriad of mazes to get anywhere close. And what he saw when he got into the basic thick of it was there were basically two sides. One side was for Sharia law, and the other side wasn't. And he said there was a line of over 100 policemen, and he described them in, were dressed in their ninja military uh, riot gear stuff pretty intimidating and he goes when when did the policemen start acting like the military but anyway he uh he was the police were actually protecting the people who were 
against the Sharia law. And he said as he was watching, the people who were for Sharia law were, weren't necessarily Muslims. Um, there were a lot of young people of uh, all, all different races. Um, and, he, and they had satanic 666 uh, satanic symbolism on their signs and painted on their their clothes and everything like this it was he said it was surreal and he said they looked zombified and uh, they were there was a guy who got up at one point to speak and he was a former uh, Muslim but had rejected that and embraced Christianity but he had a lot of um, experience with Sharia law and he was talking to the the people about the horrors of the stuff that he witnessed and and experienced with Sharia law. Uh, he talked about the genetic mutilation of women, uh, of people who do something that goes against minor things in Sharia law and they have acid poured down their throats, things like that. He was describing all of this and whenever he would describe this torture, this this terrible horrifying treatment of human beings the pro sharia law people had bullhorns and they would start shouting and screaming and in in celebration over people who are being mutilated and destroyed it, it was just something that it was, it was like they were they were salivating for blood and he said it was just jaw-dropping. And he said, I, I was looking at the police officers and I could see the whites of their eyes. They were looking at these people who are anything but acting human. And he could see the whites of their eyes and these look, they were also stunned. And he, and my relative is, you know, he's very spiritual. And he said at one point it was so off the wall off the wall just kind of like horrifying that that said i started screaming and he goes and i don't remember what i said and so i think maybe this I, the spirit was speaking through me and because i don't remember what i said but he says some of the police officers turned around uh, looking at me and they had this look like yeah thank you for saying that kind of a a, a look i mean he, he didn't say something that made them nervous and uh, but the whole thing went on. It was just like, and and so we started talking into who these these people are that would be so pro Sharia law and torture and mutilation of human beings for not following every speck and dust and dot of what Sharia law represents, and why would they want it codified into U.S. law? And I talked about George Soros, and like as an example, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. That was that is a George Soros funded program, and uh, I said, you know, a lot of these protesters that are taking to the streets that want to kill Trump, that want to destroy the Republicans or whatever, they want the socialism, they want all that kind of stuff, and they use sat satanic uh, cult symbolism. Um, and he, I said, they're on drugs. I think that a lot of these Soros funded uh, other you know, non-governmental ops, I think that they're probably supplied with drugs as well. And he goes, well, God, it sure looked like it. I mean, they looked like zombies. They didn't even have a human empathy gene. They were just evil. They were demonic. I says, well, maybe that's a combination of, you know, their social programming and drugs, you know, because a lot of these young people do not have hope anymore. Maybe that's part of it. 
I even took it a step further further and said, you know, the younger generations, they've been having to take part in the mandatory expanded vaccination programs. And there's a lot of ingredients in that stuff that is not designed to be for the health and welfare of human beings vaccination programs when they're babies you know that's why there's a rise in autism and stuff there's evidence proving in that direction maybe there were some of those vaccinations they got as a kid i don't know i don't know you know but it's just surreal what we're seeing these days and uh i can only say we have to stay balanced and recognize it for what it really is and that is an attempt to destroy this planet and destroy the promise of what humankind can be about. And just to kind of sum up this segment of my show, I ran across something a week or so ago, and it came from a, a girl named Liz Wheeler, who is a journalist with OAN, O-A-N, and it's what Trump is not guilty of. And I thought it was perfect because it describes the irony, the hypocrisy of the fingers that are being pointed at Trump and, and saying of what he is guilty of. And she starts off by talking about the classic characteristic of a psychopath. And I've, I've talked about this before. A lot of people, excuse me, I just had a little hiccup there, hiccup. Um, a lot of these people in power are have psychopathic, social psychopathic tendencies. They don't have the empathy gene, you know? They just do whatever it takes. They'll step on anyone, anyone, destroy anyone, do anything at all. What it takes to get into a pace, place of power and influence. And so she says, the classic characteristic of this psychopath is to accuse an adversary of exactly what he has actually done and is doing. There can be no better illustration of psychopathy than the Clintons, and the fact, the faction of the deep state that has enabled them to spearhead most unfathomable amount of high-level racketeering in the history of mankind, because Liz Wheeler of Owan enunciates so well here. Quote, Remember that time Donald Trump with business partners with the Russian government, when Trump's company received $35 million from Russia from a government investment fund called Rosnano? That was personally started by Vladimir Putin and has been called Putin's child? Oh, no, no, wait, wait, that was John Podesta, not Donald Trump. Oh, but remember that time Donald Trump was paid an exorbitant $500,000 to give a speech in Moscow, paid for by a company called Renaissance Capital, a company tied to none other than Russian intelligence agencies? Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. That was Bill Clinton, not Donald Trump. But remember that time Donald Trump approved the sale of 20% of U.S. uranium to the Russians while he was Secretary of State? Oh, wait, no, 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 that was... Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. By the way, this sale gave control of that uranium to Rosatom. You know what that is? The Russian State Nuclear Agency. Remember that time Donald Trump lied and said he wasn't part of approving that deal that gave the Russians one-fifth of our uranium? And then his emails were leaked that showed he actually was lying and he did know about it? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> That was Hillary Clinton and John Podesta, not Donald Trump. And by the way, Renegade Nation, uh, the uranium deal, uh, you remember the standoffs and stuff in Oregon and, and Nevada? Utah's included in that. 
a lot of the land that has that uranium, well, it just so happens a lot of those ranchers and farmers are sitting right on those huge deposits of uranium that were sold to Russia <laughs> through Hillary Clinton and her gang. But anyway, going on back to this little statement that she's making. Remember that time Donald Trump coincidentally scored $145 million from shareholders of that same uranium company that was sold to the Russians? Oh, no, wait, no. That was Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Remember that time Donald Trump accepted millions of dollars in donations from Russian oligarchs, like the chairman of a company that's part of Russia's nuclear research cluster, or the wife of the mayor of Moscow, or a close buddy of Vladimir Putin? Oh, no, wait, <laughs> that was the Clinton Foundation, not Donald Trump. And remember that time Trump failed to disclose all these Russian donors to his foundation before he served as Secretary of State and we only found out about the Russian donors because some hard-working journalists combed through Canadian tax records, of all places, to find that evidence? Oh, no, wait. That was Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. Make no mistake, we have evidence of inappropriate dealings with Russia, but none of the evidence points to Donald Trump. It all points directly to John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and the Clinton Foundation. Funny how the mainstream media and Democrats don't seem to care about that. Okay, Renegade Nation, I am leaving you now. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the information because it's important to be aware of all of this stuff because we have to see through the insanity and clearly see what's really going on Rise above the panic they're trying to instill in you. Stay balanced. And just know that most of it is all lies and bullshit and slanting the truth so that you stay dumb. See beyond it. Stay safe. And uh, I'll see you soon. This is Hillary... Not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Said her name too many times in this last segment. This is Everly SV, Connecting the Dots, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. See you soon.